views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Super, super welcome. It's so great to be connecting with all of you today. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Welcome to Transformation Talk Radio. And welcome to whatever you're listening to, however you're listening to it. Um, thank you, all of you, for talking with us a little bit about our Spreaker app. That's that's good to know. And are you and the way that that works with YouTube. It's, it's kind of inter- interesting. You know, what I'm finding is we say yes to a lot of things. And how it all comes together and gets connected is it's mind boggling to me. As I was sitting here, Peter and I were sitting here and Benny's pushing all the buttons and, you know, trying to figure out how everything works. It really puts me in a state of gratitude for the people that you guys don't hear from very often that are pushing all the right buttons. All of our friends across across the prairie, across the snow, I should say, at WBLQ all the people in the office that make sure that Transformation Talk Radio comes up and is playing right. Of course, you know Benny. Uh, And the many other people behind the scenes that simply do an amazing job so that I can show up here with my green tea over here and have a great conversation, as I love to do. Uh, But none of that would be possible without the incredible team that we have and, and all of you as listeners for sure. You're the best listeners on the planet. You know, today I get to have a, you know, again, chat with uh, Dr. Peter Bongiorno about anxiety, anxiety. Let's just say the T in that, because this is really, you know, what happens to us when we look at our lives and we think about how often we come up with a diagnosis. I think what we're finding out today from the press about the stress is that was cute what was that little ding i love that benny was that a sound effect skype connection oh okay i thought that was like a really cool sound effect i think i thought benny was like oh man couldn't reproduce that one i thought we're gonna have like little sound effects today how cool is that uh well we are gonna have sound effects today put anxiety behind you the complete drug-free program dr peter bonjourno joining me here today you know we're gonna talk about you know what does it mean to be uh someone that has studied a natural medicine and you know studies not just from a point of view of what is medicine about but studies the integration of what it means to have the system that we have, which we call our body, and how it works so beautifully. I don't know about you all, but have you ever wondered why 
we read so often about the people, if you go back in time, that lived for hundreds of years. Now, many people don't believe that that's actually true. But I'm telling you, after I read Peter's book, and I started to look at some of the things that he is suggesting in his book, and you go back and you think about how this works, you find that people were doing things years and years and years ago that we have since forgotten to do. Everything from understanding that sleep is so very, very important to all of us and something we think that we've got it. We've got this covered. We've got it. Now, whether you're taking a look at, you know, the work that Dr. You know, Dr. Peter does around, you know, natural medicine or anxiety or just well-being, you know, today's show is to really open the door for finding out how you can make even the smallest of change in your life, even the smallest of change, and make a difference. Um, you know, when I get to talk to somebody like Dr. Dr. Bongiorno and talk about what he's done, offices in Long Island, president of the New York Association of Naturopathic Physicians, you know, looking at what he has done in medical school, before medical school, what did he study? And you ask the question, how did you come to this place? How did you come to this place, Peter? How did you come to this place where you, dis- you discovered and decided that holistic applications to things are the way to go? That's today's show. Everybody get ready. Dr. Peter Bongiorno, thank you so much for joining me here today, Peter. It's great to have you again. Dr. Pat, thank you so much for having me here. And thanks for all the amazing work and great energy you put out. I love listening to your voice because it just it makes you smile alone. Just uh, so I know that's anxiety relieving enough just hearing your voice. So thank you. Wow, uh, thank you. I want to ask you a question because I, I, before we even get into this, I, I really for years have, you know, talked about what is natural medicine what are doctors of, of, you know, that study natural medicine? And I have been so frustrated at times with how misunderstood, you know, naturopathic medicine is. And thank goodness that, I, you know, we have Bastyr University in our own backyards. Um, but this is not just something that you go off and you get some kind of certificate off the shelf, Right. Like if I wanted to be a minister, all I would have to do is fill out a form on a website, right? But this is not what this is about. Tell us a little bit about what your journey was like in the study of this. And I'm so curious about the research you did before. Sure. Well, my particular journey, um, after college, I um, I thought I wanted to go to medical school, and but I wasn't too keen on what I the experiences I had doing um, working in clinics and volunteering in hospitals so I did exactly what my uh, immigrant Italian parents wanted me to do (laughs) I decided to join a rock band and try to figure out what I wanted to do in my life and um, I think that's the Italian gene because I did that too (laughs) I did that too it's got to be the Italian gene it's got to be what's your instrument my instrument was the guitar and then I actually played the viola but yeah, there yeah. you go. There you yeah. go. <laughs> so I, as I said, I had played drums. And, yes. Uh, and, you know, and, and, and that was an interesting time. And I ended up also um, 
down in DC with my band and playing and doing some research. I actually got, uh, I did some research previously at Yale and then I ended up at the National Institutes of Health doing research Mm -hmm. and playing music and trying to figure out, you know, what it is I want to do with my life. And actually during that time while I was doing the research, it was in the the, uh, Institute of Mental Health in the Department Mm -hmm. of Clinical Neuroendocrinology. And what we studied there was the middle part of the brain, the part of the brain where the immune system, the nervous system, and the hormonal system all talk to each other and get input from the outside part of the brain, which is that thinking part of the brain, you know? So, and what I learned there is that how, what you think about will really run your immune system, your nervous system, and your hormonal system. So, of course, we studied a lot about depression. We studied a lot about anxiety. And interestingly enough, for me, around the same time, I started getting pretty significant anxiety myself. So, um, and looking back, and I talk about it in the book, I think it had a lot to do with the fact that I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with my life, uh, relationship stressors, um, not taking care of myself. You know, uh, you probably know the life of a musician isn't really always the healthiest in terms of what time you go to bed and, you know, and at the time everyone smoked in the club. So, you know, even though I wasn't a smoker, I was smoking anyway. And, um, and, you know, the food choices weren't always the best. So, um, so I think all of those things combined with, you know, some existential angst, um, you know, drove it for me. And, um, and really, and that's how I came to start working on, um, on mood disorders. One was because I was, you know, working on my own issues and two was because I was doing research on it. So then when I went to, I decided to go to naturopathic school, believe it or not, because I had a friend who had a multiple sclerosis Mm -hmm. and she went for natural medicine and I saw her after not doing well get so much better and that was an aha moment for me and I thought to myself gosh you know this this stuff really works because I had no interest in natural medicine except you know the only thing I knew about natural medicine was that health food stores smelled strange and had strange people you know according to me in my in my world (laughs) or lack of worldview I should say right and, um, but then when I started seeing her get better and I started seeing how um, natural medicine made sense, I did research on it. I saw the research about working with multiple sclerosis and natural um, you know, healing. And uh, I was just really impressed. And that was my aha moment of, to try naturopathic school. So, and I went to Bastyr University in Seattle. Yep. And even when I went, I was still, you know, unsure. Is this, you know, is this a real school? Is this a real program? Are these real doctors? Yeah. Is, you know, so I thought to myself with a little bit of chip on my shoulder, I said, well, you know, I'll try it. And if it's not good, I'll just, you know, go to a, a real regular medical school. And what I found there was that the uh, education was excellent, that, um, you know, it was very, very rigorous, that we studied the same um, curriculum that a regular medical doctor studies in terms of anatomy and physiology and learning to draw blood and do uh, physical exams and IVs and minor surgery, you know, all the things you expect from a regular doctor. Yeah. Plus, very extensive training and integration of holistic therapy. So learning, I remember we got a, a many, many courses in nutrition, um, a year on nutrient therapeutics, learning about vitamins, uh, you know, many semesters on botanical medicines and herbs, um, learning how to integrate these things and how to talk to patients in a compassionate way. Um, 
exercise therapy, all these these things. And um, so a naturopathic degree is is really a bona fide degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who know their medicine and uh, and can talk medicine with any you know medical doctor or any doctor of osteopathy, and also really understands holistic care and how to integrate the two and how to make sure we don't interact you know inappropriately because sometimes when people are on medications you also need to realize that you know some natural things can interfere so we have to be careful as well yeah i mean this is really one of the things that i love talking about and that's what we're talking about today too you know when it comes to something like anxiety and i think you say it so brilliantly in your book you know you say naturopathic naturopathic physicians are taught to view health problems from all angles to look for underlying causes and to create plans that address these then you go on to say i love this 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 is going to get one of our images popped up today with a quote. It's as if there were just one factor causing your anxiety. You would have figured it out already. We're going to take a short break when we come back. We're going to learn about the many factors that fire that anxiety gene up. And I know you're thinking, right, Pat, coming up on the holidays, this is the topic. Yeah, it's not just about the holidays. 24-7, why are some people happy? And some people's not so much. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Preceding audio was via a Skype call. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. A morning filled with dynamic, inspirational music, spirituality, and uplifting messages by T.J. Woodward. Come and connect with community conversations and awaken your senses. Awakened Living Sundays with T.J. Woodward. Join T.J. every Sunday in the San Francisco Bay Area Chapel at Fort Mason and live streaming online 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Pacific Time. To learn more and access the live stream, visit www.awakenedlivingsf.org. Do you want to transform your life's trauma and challenges into the gift that your life was meant to be? It's time for you to take control of your soul journey to heal, grow, and shine. Manifest your destiny with Wendy Wolf, soul transformer, energy, and psychic healer. To start your soul journey, contact Wendy at healgrowshine.com or email Wendy at wendy at wendyrwolf.com and start your adventure today. 
Awaken to your radiant, authentic self. For over 15 years, Soul Purpose Advocate Nancy Monson has been focused on leading change in the lives of those looking to live their true purpose. She is devoted to supporting people and living a soul-directed life every day. Let Nancy help you overcome fear, worry, and doubt. Visit EverydaySpirituality.com to learn how Nancy can be your soul purpose advocate. The doctor is in. Tune in to the hit show, The Psychic Love Doctor, with host Deborah Lee. Deborah's life affirming, highly perceptive reading method has taught Deborah how to zero in on specific problems with relationships, career pursuits, and current roadblocks to success and happiness. Join Deborah Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific and for a special broadcast the second Thursday of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. The following audio is via a Skype call. I know it. Thank you, Benny. Thank you. I love that song. We're doing 80s. That's after the show that was just on before was all about the Beatles. I like that Benny's playing. That is Try 80s, to, right? Is yes, that, yes, yes, you are. Did correct. I get that right? Oh, my gosh. I'll jump so to the 90s on next break. Is it 90s? No. No, I will. Okay, what's I'll that, what is that group? One. What is that group's name? Uh, that would be Tears for Fears. Tears. Okay. Oh yeah, Peter. See, thank you. Peter even knows who that is. Yeah, Peter. I'm older than you. See, <laughs> you know, if you were to play a little Janis Joplin, I would be all over that thing, right? <laughs> that was my band days. I got kicked out of the band just so you know. I've got emotional anxiety over this. I got uh, kicked out of the band. Do you want to know why? I'm interested Benny, now. Yeah, Benny knows. Benny knows. You ever hear me sing on air? OMG. <laughs> Oopsie. Yeah. Do a little Janice for oh, us. Oh, I can do. I could probably do a little Janice, but boy, I'll tell you, you little know, piece of my heart. Little. <laughs> I like summertime. Uh, I like the summertime. I, I have to tell you, I'm so glad we're talking about this. I grew up seriously depressed, Peter. <laughs> just, just to be, let's have true confessions on the show today. Uh, I did. I grew up seriously depressed. I mean, I never thought I'd get out of the Bronx. So, you know, this is like, you know, when you're naming your cockroaches, something is going on in your life. But right. let's talk about this. My little statement, I never thought I'd get out of the Bronx, right? How, what does that have to do with anxiety? If I really held that belief, right. chances are yep. I'd still be in the Bronx, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's I love what... the Bronx. Don't yeah. email me, everybody. <laughs> I love the Bronx. You know, I still haven't been to Arthur Avenue, but that's another Oh, story. my gosh. Yeah. Okay. When I come back. I apologize for that. Yeah. So tell me about this book, because you really take us on a journey. And I don't know if you meant this to write this book like this, Peter, but, um, and for those of you out there, if you've got questions about anxiety, 1-800-930-2819, give us a shout. Um, here's what, did you, is this book written in an order? Because when I read it again, I was like, wait a minute, this is in an order, I think. Now, can I do this this way? Tell us about what comes to the top of the list when we're talking about anxiety. Sure. Well, the book itself, to answer the first question, the book itself um, is written in an order. Um, the first chapter is basically quick things to do for someone who's very, very anxious and really doesn't want to read a book and, you know, doesn't feel they can get involved in a whole lot of things, but just wants some quick tips. 
Um, and then the the rest of the book is really designed to go through the diet and lifestyle issues and then supplements that can really help a person's uh, multitude of factors that are contributing to anxiety. So, um, you know, the second chapter talks about thoughts. Like you said, I'm never going to get out of the Bronx. You know, I remember <laughs> times I would wake up in the morning and say, you know, pretty much say to myself, this isn't going to be a good day. You know, I can't wow. handle it. It's too much. And if you do wake up saying that, it's it's much harder to get through the day and handle things, even if it's an easy day. Um, so the thoughts are very important. Not that a person needs to blame themselves for having anxiety or depression. Um, I'm not saying that. But, you know, thoughts are certainly a part of it. And it's sort of like a... You know, they say the first step to learning how to not be an alcoholic is to notice when you're drinking. Well, the first step to knowing how to not be anxious is to notice when you're having anxious thoughts that are keeping them going. Um, but it's not just the thoughts. It's also your physiology. You know, um, you know, in modern psychiatry, they'll say, oh, well, it's the brain chemistry is off. Well, in Chinese medicine and many other natural medicine uh, modalities, we would say, well, what runs the brain chemistry is what's going on in the rest of the body. So how you sleep, how you eat, what's going on with your digestion, what's going on with your hormones, all of those things are going to play various roles in why a person ends up with anxiety. Um, I mean, in my opinion, most forms of anxiety and most forms of mild to moderate depression are really just the body saying things are out of balance. Well, w let's talk about this for a minute. You know, when we're thinking about out of balance, let's have a definition of this if we could. Because out of balance was something I didn't hear till I started to work with the naturopath in Seattle when I got sick in 2004. And I really got sick. I mean, seriously sick, mystery disease sick, right? Um, it went to doctors, had blood work all over the place. But let's talk about what balance means from your point of view. Because you cannot, and I'm telling you, I have tried it. You know, maybe some doctors, I don't like to generalize, Peter, but, you know, you walk into a doctor's office and say, you know what, I think my system is out of balance. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not that folks don't know what that is. My, yeah. I have friends that are doctors. They do, but they, it's not really what they're taught to deal with, Peter. Right? right. Yeah. I mean, I think in conventional care, you know, if if a limb is falling off, then it's obvious something needs to be exactly. And you know, and if a blood test number is way off, or there's a tumor in a in a scan, then you know, then clearly something needs to be addressed. But most people who come in to see me, and I think most patients in general, whether they have pain or emotional issues or, or inflammatory issues, a lot, most if not all of those tests will come back completely normal, and then the doctors you know, either thinks, well, it's in your head or, you know, I don't know what to do with you. Here, here's maybe a drug to calm some of the symptoms or some anti-anxiety drug. And I know a lot of people listening to this have had that experience because mm -hmm. I see those patients. And it, it's very frustrating when a patient, uh, when a doctor tells you either A, you know, you're making it up or B, um, you know, there's really nothing I can do for you. So, and, you know, what I, I find it, it's an opportunity to say, okay, you know what, it's not one thing. It's probably a lot of small things. And we're going to need to sit down, spend some time together, and really go through a lot of the mm -hmm. details in your life and really try to understand where is this coming from. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that, you know, I know that you, you do is you work with people that have a wide range of things. Can you Can you tell me, 
how is the, how is anxiety showing up if for people? We say this word a lot. Uh-huh. We say the word anxiety a lot. But, you know, it is severe for people. It, it's not just like, oh, I'm a little scared about, you know, going into, driving into the city by myself. That's not really exactly all of it. Anxiety is really tough. There's a great line, Peter, from that movie Silver Linings, where, mm-hmm. um, what, do you, what do you call it? Uh, Bradley Cooper and Jennifer uh, Lawrence meet for the first time at the dinner. And the thing that connects them is the drugs they were on. Right. And there's this <laughs> script that they go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And for the first time, these two are not really anxious as they're talking about their drugs. What is anxiety? Yeah, well, I think it's very different for each person. Um, You know, if I had to generalize, I would say it's just the feeling of overwhelm where a person feels like they just can't go on anymore um, with this, you know, all the things running around in in their head. And oftentimes it's accompanied by physical symptoms as well. Um, some people get skin issues and rashes and eczema. Other people get inflammations on their body of different types. Other people have, um, I remember when I was young and I was in the throes of it, I would have this um, internal shaking, like this tremor kind of feeling that would just be very, very present. Um, I also would have very you know, strong palpitations. My heart would be racing hard or racing very fast. And I know that's very common for a lot of people. And it can get to the point where, you know, they just feel like they can't work and they can't go to school and they can't function. And so they feel they need something to just calm all that down to get to the place where at least they could function. Yeah. You know, this is really a conversation that we're having that shows up in many, many ways. When we come back, Uh, We're going to be talking with Peter. The book is called Put Anxiety Behind You. There are other books that Dr. Bongiorno has put together. But, you know, he's also, Dr. Peter is also the author of How Come They're Happy and I'm Not. I love that. How Come They're Happy and I'm Not. Wow. When we come back, what's the relationship between happiness and anxiety? Dr. Peter Bongiorno joining me here today. When we come back, we're going to give you his website. And, you know, how about talking about lavender? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Preceding audio was via a Skype call. Shine on Radio. Find your shine with Kelly is the show that celebrates what makes you, you. Join co-hosts Kelly Wadler and Dr. Pat Basili as they break down how to brilliantly fuel and move your body and love what makes you shine. Kelly is a professional arts and wellness coach dedicated to helping brilliant women find their confidence, energy, self-love, and shine. Tune in to Shine On Radio with Kelly and find your shine on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong. For the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease, we are not going to let you down. We're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio. The message will continue. The conversations will become stronger and the healing epic. Are you ever consumed with the idea that something needs to change? You hear Oprah and other inspiring people talk about living your authentic life, and yet it's much easier said than done. Duda, the kick-ass muse, has crafted a world-renowned coaching platform that will help you get clarity on the issues you face, take bold risks, get back your confidence, and brave your fears. To learn more and work with Duda today, visit kickassmuse.com. Have you been seeing numbers like 111 and 222 everywhere you go? Do you feel that the universe may be trying to get your attention, perhaps offering a message of some sort? As it turns out, numerical patterns and certain types of geometry form the very fabric of our reality, from cells under a microscope to the astronomy of our night sky. At Stellar Reflections, we offer special sessions which tap into these patterns, designed specifically to support you on your journey. The 111 and 222 activations are sessions activating new patterns in your energy field, which in turn can help you create new patterns in your life. After just one session with a practitioner, either in person or via distance, clients report gaining greater clarity, becoming more intuitive, and honoring their inner truth as they move forward in their lives. Curious about what these transformational sessions might do for you? Call 425-999-9836 or visit StellarReflections.com. That's StellarReflections.com. What are vibes? We often use this word, but did you know vibes can actually be useful and help solve our everyday challenges? Embark on an exciting learning journey with Caitlin Keat, 11-time Visionary Award winner, specialist in vibrational energy, and the creator of Vibes Up. Join Caitlin as she takes you through the world of vibrational therapy and energy healing with natural solutions for a modern world. Visit VibesUp.com to learn more today. The following audio is via a Skype call. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not the first time you've done that. <laughs> no, that's not. Oh, my like, God, that's a moment. All right, don't you all don't you all turn your radio off just yet. It's okay. I was just having a little moment for everybody right there. Uh, 1-800-930-2819. If you would like to give us a shout, you got a question about, it got a question about anxiety uh, and about what we're talking about today, how natural uh, naturopathic medicine can help anxiety, panic attacks, sufferers, and believe me, Many of us have had those. 
um, f- for many, many reasons in life. You know, I wanted to, before the break, you're right, Peter, before the break, I, w- I was looking at, you know, this, I was looking at the book, of course, and I love his book, Put Anxiety Behind You, The Complete Drug-Free Program. And you're also the author of How Come They're Happy and I'm Not. OMG, really? I know that one. And the question is, what is the relationship, Peter, between anxiety and happiness? Is there one? That is a great question. And, you know, I think if you had asked me when I was in my 20s and really experiencing terrible anxiety, I would have said, well, they're the complete opposite. You know, it's the anxiety is stopping me from being happy. Mm. Um, you know, and I certainly really believe that. Um, having kind of moved through and gotten out the other side, uh, now I realize the anxiety is actually what allows me to feel even more happiness and, and kind of brought me the opportunity for it. So, and I know probably your listeners are listening to that and thinking, what the heck is he talking about? Is he crazy? You know, but I, I can tell you that when, you know, when I work with patients and what I've learned for myself too is when people move through, um, you know, learning about what they need to know about themselves and, and, and the world around them and how they relate to anxiety, um, it really can become a process that allows you to appreciate what's going on in the world a bit more and really where the rubber hits the road, know how to deal with the world better. Because, you know, I really believe anxiety is just our bodies telling us things are out of balance. And when we really sit down and work on those factors, which is what I wrote the book about, mm-hmm. um, we can really come to a place that, you know, as we come through, it actually can make us even happier because we feel we have more control over our lives and we appreciate things more. And um, and it really can become a positive experience, I swear, <laughs> as much as it seems very odd when you're going through it. You know, I want to talk about this idea of overcoming and overcoming obstacles and anxiety. You know, Peter, we have gone through, uh, and I have to say, I do not believe as a, as a, as a country uh, that we are really addressing this issue. We have gone through, I think, some of the toughest years of my lifetime, these past eight years. Now, I have to tell you, I am old enough, and Linda's listening, I'm old enough to tell you that I waited on a gas line three hours to get a quarter of a tank of gas that that now that that's me and even with all of that even the wars we've been in there was not the sense of insecurity that people are feeling now even with employment being better even with jobs being better even with money being better we have this veneer of anxiety that just will not go away and I yeah. wanted to ask you about that. I mean, are we? Do we have? Our, do we have our forgetter on? Well, you know, I mean, I think everyone's situation is a little different. I know a lot of people feel like, yes, you know, they, maybe they're doing okay, but a lot of people feel like they're a minute from not doing okay. And I know for men, it was interesting in two thousand eight, um, and two thousand between two thousand eight and two thousand ten, the percentage of men experiencing depression skyrocketed because they realized many of them for the first time that what they thought was solid ground financially and security wise really wasn't you know and I know that drives a lot of anxiety and anxiety for many people chronically will turn into depression it's almost like the body sort of poops out and it can't take anymore and then it wants to crawl under a rock Mm -hmm. so I know for a lot of people the sense of security 
um, even though, like you said, money seems to be better and the stock market is higher. And but what we're starting to realize is all those things are actually very, um, uh, very vulnerable, and uh, unfortunately can come down any time. I mean, anyone who was in the New York area at the time when um, you know the the superstorm Sandy hit, what yeah. we learned is is that even a place like New York will come to its knees very, very quickly, and uh, and that's that scares a lot of us and. Uh, so I think that is one issue. And then I think the other issue is um, is that people on an individual level are just so, so busy and so constantly in front of screens and so constantly running from one thing to another and not sleeping enough and taking the kids to this and that and not really eating the way we need to be or you know rushing from one thing to another. People don't have any downtime. And I think that's creating also this overwhelm. You know, I mean, the body and the brain, we, we, it needs a break. And um, and people just aren't getting breaks because they have to. They feel they have to keep up. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I think is so interesting is this idea of fear. And um, I wanted to have a conversation with you about the many faces of fear. And why do I say that? I mean, why am I saying the many faces of fear? Well, there was a time when things were very very scary. You know, you could really point to what they were. Um, but there wasn't a thing that was quite as devastating as terror and living with that layer of terror in, in your hearts. And um, I want to go back to what you write about in the book. There are contributing factors that are going to help us deal better with things or not. Um, when we're reaching a level where we are working 40, 60 plus hours and we are so afraid to say anything that would rock the boat at work. That has got to take its toll. And that's just one example of how we're silencing ourselves. Can you talk about the relationship between anxiety and having a voice in the world? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, you know, I see a lot of women who come to my practice, probably about 80% are women, and there's a lot of thyroid issues. And there's a number of energy healers who talk about this idea that the thyroid area is the throat chakra, and that's the place of expression. And it's very, very true. In my opinion, what I've seen clinically is that when people don't express themselves, that energy does get stuck there. Um, you know, I mean, years ago when we were stressed out and something angered us or bothered us, we would run or we would fight and and we would be able to burn up all those stress hormones. But today, you know, like you said, the example you gave somebody is at work, they kind of just have to swallow it and deal with it and, and not show anything. You know, those stress hormones still run through our body rampant. And the difference is now we're not doing anything with them. We're just sitting there and letting them run through our body or maybe we're sitting in a car in traffic. And um, so I think one of the differences are is that our world allows us to get stressed, but doesn't allow us to outlet, you know, for it. And um, and unless we start letting go of some of that mm -hmm. and let steam out, then of course anxiety is going to build up, and it it'll and it's going to show up somewhere. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about a couple of the things that you reference in the book. I mean, I think for years we we kind of intuitively had a sense of you know nutrition, for example. Let's talk about nutrition, for example. We had a sense that what we put in our body has an effect on our mind. Um, but I don't think we had as much research uh, as we do today on this topic, Peter. Um, mm -hmm. You know, because we have such a wide range 
of information on everything from too much sugar, right, you know, to too much caffeine, to too much this, to not enough this, that a friend of mine said, oh, my gosh, you got to have a Ph.D. just to go to the grocery store. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, I think it's good if you know about your foods and you're educated about them, but I don't think you need a PhD yeah. to go to the grocery store because I do believe it's, you know, it, it goes back to we just have to eat the simple, healthy foods that our grandparents used to eat, you know. And, um, you know, there's, there's these beautiful studies uh, that came out of Spain uh, in the early 2000s looking at uh, anxiety and depression rates and relapse rates with um, um, the Mediterranean diet. The Mediterranean diet, I talk about it in the book. It's a nice, simple diet, and it's just good, healthy food, basically. Whole grains, fish, uh, vegetables, uh, plenty of good, healthy oils like olive oil, uh, nuts, seeds. And and that's been shown to bring inflammation down in the body, bring inflammation down in the brain, and allow the brain to be much more resilient when stressed out. So so food, So the foods we take in, the quality of the foods we take in will decide how resilient our brains are to stressors or how overwhelmed we might get by them. And, you know, the brain itself is made out of water and it's made out of fat. So if we're not drinking enough good water and we're not taking in enough good quality fats, it's hard to have a good brain and nervous system. Um, one of the things that I was re- I was looking at here in the book before, um, and you, I love that you put these diagrams in here. I was really struck by the diagram uh, in reference to what you're talking about today. You know, you were talking about stress. Uh, then you were talking about poor digestion. Then you were talking about inflammation. And I love the way that you put this in the book because I'm I'm a visual, right? So this picture is so, so meaningful. Um, and people will say the famous, you know what, Peter? I just don't have time to do it any other way. I just don't have time. You know, how how are we finding time to be this thing that prevents us from getting our bodies in balance, getting our, you know, getting our vibration in balance. You know, we don't have enough time. And then when we do have time, we don't know what to do with ourselves. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it's a great question. And, you know, and a lot of people do know what they need to do to be healthy, but the time is the issue. So my question is, well, what's the reason we don't have time? Usually it's because we're working too much. And yeah. what's the reason we're working too much? Usually it's because we're trying to make ends meet, you know? And it kind of that goes back to that earlier mm. question we talked about, about why are people so stressed out? Because they feel they're a minute away from losing their house or losing their job or, you know, losing their security. And um, so, you know, when you don't have time, um, the first thing to think about is really in the long term, is there a way to change that? You mm-hmm. know, if you can. But in the meanwhile, there are some basic things we can all do. Um, you know, just trying to get a little more sleep when possible, eating good quality foods. Um, you know, when we do spend time with people, just really sit and enjoy and really spend time with people who we love and who love us and who support us and um, you know, maybe make a little less time for people who aren't as uh, supportive for us and, and meaningful in our lives. And uh, and then maybe getting the right nutrients in our bodies and you know, taking a good quality multiple vitamin, yeah. good quality fish oil, um, um, setting up your digestive flora, 
has been shown to be very helpful to for your brain to make the calming neurotransmitters it needs. So um, so even with very little time, and that's why I wrote that first chapter of really quick things people can do. Yeah. Um, that even with very little time, uh, there are things we can do to just bring things down a notch or two, which oftentimes is very very helpful. And um, and then you know really rethink: Am I doing what makes me happy here? Is this how I want to live? Is there a way I can change it? Not everyone can, and I, I certainly appreciate that. But sometimes people can, in small ways. You know, I had a one patient who I remember a while back. You know, he was a father of three, couldn't really just quit his job, and and you know, but he always wanted to play in a rock band, so he started taking guitar lessons on mm -hmm. a set morning you know and and that really changed his spirit and that allowed him to open up for for other things to happen and so you, you'd be surprised small things can really make a big difference i want to talk to you about a couple of supplements and we're, you know we're actually going to skip the break because there's just so many things that i didn't get to talk to you about before but i do want to talk about a couple of supplements you know one of them is magnesium and, you know, I wanted to chat with you about magnesium because it was in favor. Then it fell out of favor. Now it seems to be on the up on, on the rise again here in uh -huh. terms of popularity. I think I was reading some book where it said this is the supplement. This is the thing to take. Most people are like, what is it? Magnesium. That doesn't sound like much of anything. Can you mm -hmm. can we talk about it for a minute here? Yeah, well, magnesium is. I didn't know it went out of favor, but uh, I yeah, yeah I have, it did. I check those books now, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, magnesium is a beautiful, beautiful mineral. It's it's great for the heart. It's relaxing to the blood vessels. Um, it feeds the nervous system. It feeds the muscle system. Um, it's a, and it's a really wonderful way to balance anxiety. It's a it's a factor in how neurotransmitters are made. It's it's um, it has many many positive roles the nice thing is it isn't non-toxic it is non-toxic so it's it's you know it's it's one that's hard to get into trouble with um the worst thing that can happen sometimes when you take too much you get loose stools you know so the body tells you no more magnesium and um it really does help keep your neurotransmitters mm -hmm. um you know the perfect person for magnesium is someone who has anxiety who has a lot of palpitations maybe they have a little bit of high blood pressure Maybe they have a history of some cardiovascular disease too. Um, perfect, you know. It's just it's very relaxing. A person could even put it in their bathtub, uh, in the form of Epsom salts. I love having yeah. people do magnesium salt baths with uh, a little bit of lavender oil. Uh, so it doesn't even have to be taken orally. It could be done that way too. Now I want to ask you about a couple of other things that mm -hmm. uh, there, so, some of these supplements I had never heard before or heard of before. Can you talk about some of, you know, some of the things that people should know, first of all, when looking at supplements? And then secondly, you know, what are some of the supplements you're referring to in the book? I mean, some of these, especially a couple from Russia, I had not heard about before. But mm -hmm. the way that you're writing about them, it's like, okay, I should know exactly what to do with this and how to do this. And this is really important for me. Um, right. what, are some of the, what are some of the supplements you mentioned in the book here? that you'd like people to know about today? Sure. Well, if you're reading the book, the first thing I'd like to say is I don't think anyone should be taking all the supplements. <laughs> so, there's many, many supplements. And the other thing about supplements, too, is that if people aren't working on food and sleep and, and, their, you know, and their thoughts and exercise, and you know, supplements will have some effect, but they're not a magic pill either. So, they, you know, I, so I like to use them in conjunction with a larger naturopathic plan. 
Um, and then when you do choose a supplement, you know, I, I used the um, I put together a chart in the back of the book, and the idea of the chart was so that people could really look at what symptoms they had, and or or what they're experiencing, and maybe match that to the supplement. So this way, it's a little more specific for them. Um, because like I said, there's so many out there and you can't take them all and you don't want to take them all. You just want to take the one or two that might be most specific for yours. So like I said, with magnesium, people with anxiety, maybe a little bit of high blood pressure, racing heart, perfect for them. And there are a lot of others. I think the one one of the ones you're um, referring to from Russia is rhodiola. Yes. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. So rhodiola is a beautiful botanical and it's been used for, for it's been studied for a few decades. Um, and it's it's what they call an adaptogenic herb. Yes, yeah. which means that it, it when your stress hormones are too high, it can help bring them down, and when your stress hormones are too low, it can help gently bring them up. And that's an issue for a lot of people with anxiety. Things bounce up and down all the time. So rhodiola has been shown to really help people get a, a feeling of resilience. You know, when people are very very stressed out. Um, it can it can help them bring up their stress hormones when they need them and bring them down when they're when they're too high. So it has really lovely anti-anxiety benefits. And interestingly, um, there was one study that showed that when it was dosed a little bit higher, people who had, took it even showed better self-esteem. Wow. You know? And self-esteem, in my opinion, is a big piece of why we get fearful, you know, because a lot of people get fearful because they don't believe they have what it takes to traverse, you know, and that's a definitely a self-esteem issue. Um, that's something actually I talk in my book about Carolyn Miss and her work yes. on self-esteem. And I, I love that work because I think that is a very fundamental issue to a lot of people's fears and anxiety. So uh, so it, so there's an herb that can, you know, help that somewhat. Why not? It's, it's quite, quite safe. And, um, you know, I, I know of some doctors who even give it to pregnant women. So it seems like it's very safe, even though, you know, if you're pregnant, I don't think you should just be taking anything. No. But, um, but, um, but it does seem like it's that safe that even in those cases, it's, it's possible if people don't want to use more toxic drugs. Yeah. Well, I love that, you know, what we're talking about here is, no, this is not, the, you know, don't don't be running out and go getting one of everything because that is right. actually not the way this works, Right. I mean, you know, this is really working with somebody that knows not just the interaction between these, but also the interaction in case you're on other medication, right? I mean, you may be on other medication, and it doesn't even have to be prescription medication. I mean, people take over-the-counter drugs, and then they take herbal supplements and don't really get that there could be a relationship between them. So isn't that super important to figure that out? I mean, the first thing I would tell people is don't, first of all, don't stop taking drugs. You know, let your prescribing doctor know what you're thinking about and talk to them about it to make sure, um, you know, because any kind of mood altering drug, if you just start it and you just stop taking it, even people who have never had mood issues, chances are they'll go through some kind of difficult uh, emotional symptoms as a result. So you want to be really careful. And then, yeah, there are, you know, there are certain supplements and things which are very supportive and are easy to take with the medications and they don't have interactions. And then there are others because they work on some of the same mechanisms that they can have interactions. So it is good to work with somebody. And I do try to outline that in the book, but I think if you're on medications, it makes sense to work with somebody who, who knows what they're doing with those natural uh, supplements too. 
You know, I want to ask you about one of the chapters in your book where you say challenge the anxiety. And I have to tell you, I blew by this chapter the first time I read the book. Uh-huh. And then I got uh, and then I went back because I was like, well, wait a minute, Valerian, I'm talking about that. And then challenge the anxiety. And I must have said subconsciously, I must have been like, oh, I'll get back to that. And then I went checking to checking under the hood. But I want to talk about what <laughs> do you mean for the audience? Challenge the anxiety and you have an interesting quote in this chapter too about making friends with our own demons yeah yeah so it's um you know at some point the anxiety itself and the things that we're afraid of they have to be challenged um so my recommendation is to do all the work you can on yourself and and you have to rechallenge that and and it can be done and that's what i talk about in the book if you do it without any preparation, then sometimes it could make you even more sensitive and make things more difficult. So you don't want to just kind of, you know, go out on a limb and, you know, and do do what it is that is a, is a fear for you. But at some point in the right therapeutic way, it is important to get back there because, um, you know, what I've learned uh, for myself and what I've seen with a lot of patients is when you take those small steps towards challenging that anxiety little by little, you start to build more self-esteem and you start to build a greater sense of who you are. And, and honestly, it get, it starts to become fun. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. So, and, it, and, you know, and it's courageous. It's super, super courageous. It's the most courageous thing you can do is to, is to face your fears and, and, and deal with them. Uh, there's probably nothing more courageous than that. And, and my hope is, is that the book will help set up a person's physiology so that they're better equipped to do it and that the book will also talk about the thoughts that go with it so that you can psychologically prepare for getting to that place. Yeah, I love it. I want to just uh, ask you if you would tell folks, first of all, and thank you for today, Peter, tell folks the best way they can find out more about you, uh, website, Facebook, all of the above, and how they can get copies of, um, this is not the only book that you have out, but how how they can get copies of this one and I especially like the happiness one. Oh, thank you. Well, I do have a couple of books. There's, I wrote a book actually for practitioners, which is called Holistic Solutions for Anxiety and Depression, and that's uh, published by Norton. And um, So that you can get on Amazon. And then the two books you're talking about, which I think you know, the books most of the listeners should look for, uh, Put Anxiety Behind You and How Come They're Happy and I'm Not, um, which is a book actually for depression. And those are both uh, very available on Amazon as well. Um, my website, my clinic website is www.innersourcehealth.com. That's I-N-N-E-R-S-O-U-C-E health.com. And then I do have a personal website, um, which is drpeterbongiorno.com. So D-R Peter Bongiorno. And if you're not Italian, that's B-O-N-G-I-O-R-N-O.com. And um, and my clinic my clinic office is six three one four two one one eight four eight. Peter, thank you so much. Personal uh, message: What would you like to leave us with here today? Um, well, I just would like people to know that you know there are options for you, and that I know it's it's a struggle right now, and there's a lot of fear right now, but there are ways to break through that. And um, and I just want each person to, you know, think about summon up their courage that they all have in their heart and in their spirit and that there are ways to make things better. I love it. Thank you so much, Peter. Thank you for all that you do. Oh, thank you for all you do, Dr. Pat. 
Uh, We're going to take a short break, everyone. When we come back, boy, do we have another great hour with all of you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. 